SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. We are back. We are live. It's the Tuesday Takeover. My guest is Ms. Gail Johnson, the founding director of Ngosi's Haven. We've just had a riveting first hour. Your thoughts on what <laughs> the first hour of Radio Gail? Yes, mind-blowing. I'm enjoying it. What did you enjoy? Could you find yourself on the seat on a more permanent basis as opposed to just being a guest? Oh, why not? It would be great. You'd have to give up smoking. Can we agree on that? (laughs) (laughs) I'll run downstairs and do it in the car park. Very well. Let's continue the conversation then. Um, So this is what happened yesterday to get us to the point where we are somewhat having this discussion. It is clear that South Africans are incredibly passionate, or some South Africans anyway, are passionate about their interest as a people. Put South Africa first, for instance, is one such movement that is as passionate about issues of the 21st century. And in line with that, we decided to have a conversation on the African narrative with the head of special projects in the office of the executive director at South Africa's Institute for Security Studies. We really do want to examine things to do with migration. We are predicating that conversation on the establishment of the Border Management Authority which an act, the Border Management Authority Act, has just been promulgated and signed by President Ramaphosa a couple of weeks ago. So we are now looking at South Africa's response effectively to migration and the movement of goods between our borders. For the record, Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Eswatini, Lesotho, six countries share a border with South Africa. What are your preliminary thoughts, Gail? Because we've got a guest who's going to come on the line very soon. What are your preliminary thoughts in relation to South Africa's management of its border, South Africa's management of migrant communities, South Africa's management of taking in skills from outside the country, not just from those that are neighboring South Africa, but countries that the globe has at a United Nations level. What are your thoughts in the availability of goods that are not South African goods, that obviously by them being available, compete with South African goods? Think your brand is saying your proudly is a product. What, what would you, when I talk about migration issues comes foremost in your thoughts and would like to see improve or kept at because it is working? Preliminary thoughts, nothing deep. I I personally believe that there should be a form of control. Um, simply because I think for so many, they they come across illegally or enter South Africa illegally because 
for them possibly the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. And I don't think that happens so often. Um, they end up jobless, they end up on the streets, they end up in huge xenophobic attacks and things like that. So I think if we had the control, if we, um, if I was going to say invited them in, um, we would stop this scourge of people coming into our country that are not going to find a greener patch. And that is, we need to protect them as much as we need to protect ourselves from um, overflowing. You know, it's so sad. Well, there's an Act 2 of 2020, Border Management Authority Act. President Ramaphosa signed it on the 21st of July 2020. Our guest this evening is somebody who is doing a lot of work in this particular realm, Ms. Otilia Anna Maunganidze, Head of Special Projects in the Office of the Executive Director at the Institute for Security Studies. After the break, she's on the line. Those who want to contribute, please let's do so in the context, of course, of now South Africa responding to seemingly the cries of South African or the corruption that has been rampant in the multiplicity of organs of state that have been manning the border with the success that we now know are the statistics in relation to so many undocumented persons. And when we talk about migration, we shouldn't just talk about persons specifically. Migration issues include, but are not limited to, the availability of goods, oftentimes counterfeit goods or goods that have not been declared are therefore robbing the South African Revenue Services, therefore you, of critical monies for the purposes of the development of the country through the redistribution, be it for the grants, be it for the building of public infrastructure or the maintenance of public infrastructure or just giving us a surplus where we can get a surplus. All of your thoughts are most welcome, please, after the break. The number to dial 891 But we are talking primarily about the establishment of the Border Management Authority. Your calls after this. Nothing conventional on The Viewpoint. Call Songhez or now 0891-104-207. Otilia, good evening. How are you? Okay, I understand Otilia is not on the line and she should be on the line because she is our guest this evening. We've only got her until 2015 and there isn't much time left. Babungonde, good evening. How are you? I try to call out the Let me get right to it. Uh, from what I've heard about from the circle, we're talking about the migration mm. in our borders, all right? Now, mm. we're going to uh, basically give my own opinion. It would appear to me that at the turn of the 90s, 91, mm. 92, right, there was not too much migration towards our country. Bungane, I'm afraid I've got a very good examples of how it can be managed. But at the time sure. these people came around here, I'm not sure it was managed pro- um, professionally. Academics from Zimbabwe, I'm, I won't mention names, professor of mathematics and statistics, an economist, lots of teachers and doctors, right? In other words, I'm going to say we've gained a lot from the loss 
of their country, right? What they've lost, we've gained, right? In mm. terms of skill set. However, Pungan, currently, I'm afraid, our borders are porous. It's an understatement. Now, because of people coming in, and not only people, right, illicit trading and so forth, it would appear, Pungani, that we need some tighter control of some sort. Not the a control that was there at the time of the apartheid regime, whereby the borders were meant, if you come in, you'll be shot with black bullets. I'm not talking about that. But some form of control. Pugani, if we don't control, right, our borders, our statistics will be nothing to look at, right? We need to know who is inside the country for proper planning, right? In our hospitals, jobs, you know, all infrastructure. So, Pungani, I'm afraid. It might appear that we are xenophobic. We are not Pungani because the word xenophobic does not exist in our lexicon where they are sort of thrown across us. So, Pungani, it needs to be managed. Pungani? Fantastic. But... Hold that thought, because when you say it needs to be managed, the South African government is responding to that specifically with the establishment of the Border Management Authority. Now, it needs to be managed. Why? What happened? Where was the failure? I I, I might even put my head out on the block and say one prominent uh, political analyst who's a business person, brother to the former president, Tawambeki, has has been a strong critic of this government. Among the many things that he criticizes it for is the lack of border management, because he says, certainly in the apartheid times, there was a strong border management. The reasons might be different, but nonetheless, the reality is that the South African National Defense Force was posted there among one of its key mandates or priority areas, the management of borders. Not for the reasons that we would be managing borders for, but nonetheless, we're largely the same. Now, why would that not have carried on almost seamlessly? Why would the defense not be deployed? Because when you talk about migration issues, it is the financial integrity of the country because you could be getting goods that undermine those that are locally produced or those that come through the proper way, through the dumping of goods. So that would be an economic compromise, as it would be a sovereignty compromise altogether in terms of the physical territory of the country, the physical threats that undocumented persons posed to a nation. Why would South Africa not have paid attention to that, given the fact that many of those who were in exile would have engaged this particular system quite heavily? Pungani, again, I've said before that the management control that we need now, we have to have what is called a metonomia, right? A fundamental mind shift, right? To just say that SN and Dev can just punish. I'm nervous that some of the members of the South African National Defense Force are those members that were present during the regime, right? Pungani, I don't have to remind you of what happened in Maritana. In other words, Pungani, we need a fundamental mind shift, not to have Sadaf for the sake of Sadaf, right? Because, Pungani, remember, some Americans came around here and the soldiers could let them in, let them in, knowing full well that they were, they, they were going to Limpompo, apparently to buy some food. So, Pungani, we need soldiers 
with a heart, co- compassionate, right? And it's our new ethos after democracy. We don't need soldiers who are trigger happy. Fantastic. Let's leave it there, Babungond. I think we have got your thoughts very deeply as well. Let's let's take in some more callers on this. 9.20, I mean, sorry, 9.18. Unfortunately, we do not have our guest on the line. I beg your pardon for that. Let's take the ad break now. I beg your pardon. Let's take the ad break now so that we can have uninterrupted Spencer in Cape Town and KGM in the Northwest with the hope that more persons who are interested in this conversation will join and contribute immediately after. On SAFM. Spencer, good evening. Cape Town. Good evening, sir. How are you? Well, sir, how are you? I'm very well. Um, I would like to agree with the previous caller um, with regards to the fact that um, having people from different other, whether they are neighboring or other uh, countries from the continent, is actually a very um, good advantage to the host country and the people. As I mean, I think it because those people who will be coming from all those other countries, they will be bringing some fresh um, or uh, um, what do you call it? Um, some 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 um, skills that the local people maybe they do do not have those uh, kind of uh, skills. So, for example, if you look at most townships in this country, you would find that most people who are doing um, small-scale businesses or whatever, um, those kind of jobs that um, actually buy... It it will be mostly those people who are coming from other countries who are bringing new skills into the country. And it has mostly opened even the locals. They have actually opened their eyes to see that ah, they can also do these things that these guys from the other other countries are doing, because you can actually make a living from all those things. That's what I was thinking. I mean, yes. Very well. Let's right. let's go to KGM in the northwest. Thank you so much, Spencer in Cape Town. KGM, your thoughts on this, please. Good evening, Sangers. Uh, to the listeners as well. Uh, so guess, let's, let's put a bit of a twist to this. Um, I hear the talk about uh, the need to uh, care for our borders, to close the borders, to maintain, to patrol, and to make sure that the country is safe. Mm. Now, here, here's KGM who happens to be Umutwa, uh, Musaro. I come from a place called Kalahari Transfrontier Park, which is a piece of land where we've been pushed to by the three governments, the government of Botswana, South Africa, and Namibia. We are right in the middle. Now, I've got relatives in Botswana. I've got relatives in Namibia. I've got relatives in South Africa. When, when you say, or anybody says, that the borders should be closed... Where do people like KGM go? If you you go deeper into it, you remember just on top of Namibia, there's a strip called Caprivi, also involving Botswana, Namibia, in this, in this case, uh, and, and Angola, and a bit of Zambia. Um, we, we need to be careful not to justify 
the wrongs that have been done, systematically so, until we got comfortable with it by those who came from across the oceans and make it a reality, forgetting that some of us, it has divided and actually destroyed our livelihoods, our families, our cultures, our traditions. Now, every time we talk about this topic, we talk about this topic looking at Africans ourselves. When somebody comes from West Africa, East Africa, North Africa, coming to Southern Africa, they they are either thieves, they are either uh, coming to, to steal jobs. There's nothing, there's hardly good things talks about Africans traveling um, across the continent. But somebody who comes from across the oceans is a tourist, they, they are um, investors, and so forth. So... The long and short of what I'm saying without being long is this. When we talk about the controlling of border posts, maybe one of the things we need to go to do is to go back to where they started, how they got to be where they are, what rights did they take away when they were forced upon the people as we found them today. When you, you go along the border lines of South Africa, on the side of Limbobo, you realize there's part of it that is bothering Mozambique and, and Zimbabwe. There, there's South Africans who relate across. Along Botswana is the same thing. Along Namibia is the same thing. Now, is this just... In, 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 in closing, my parting short, I am a motor. I am divided. My people are in Namibia, Botswana, and South Africa. Where do I belong? You belong in Africa. Thank you so much, KGM. Much appreciate your thoughts there. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who are interested to find out, let me make this apology now whilst I am still composed. Ortilia Anna is unfortunately not available. There was a mix-up in the communication between our end and her end. The communication is that a communications team had confirmed, but clearly the message did not get to what we were hoping would be our guest. That's Ortilia herself. I'm so sorry about what ostensibly then becomes a false alarm on that part because this is an interesting topic. That said, please bear with us. It was certainly not intentional. Donald in Rustenburg. Good evening, Brassengage. How are you? Well, Donald, how are you? Your thoughts, please. I want to agree with my brother, KGM, and the brother Nyonde. On the issue of borders, let me remind you before I forget that there is a 37 million thing was destroyed by South African Defense Force members. It's not just Zimbabwe. They were crossing to Zimbabwe to fetch cigarettes. I think you saw them on. Comrade Endogulam in his funeral smoking. Those cigarettes they were from Zimbabwe. So whenever you are discussing these guys, let, that, let us not yes, that may, that may be Zimbabwe is on the receiving end. These soldiers, they can go also to Zimbabwe. So I, I just want to rub that mentality. I know I can see that like when, whenever we are discussing this, like Zimbabwe is at the receiving end. No, it's interdependent. Check like Rome is from Zimbabwe to South Africa, platinum is from Zimbabwe to South Africa to Imbala, here in Western Bay. We must wrap that mentality. I think I, I want to agree with Brother KGM. That's why I love Julius Malema. There are many Chinese here. We call them investors. 
that we in Zimbabwe we are taking our services also to come to say, but we are, we are, when it comes to this, I heard the Union Mashallah last night, he said he's in job How you want to claim, you want to be claim to popularity? This is not the right term. You must focus on corruption. Yes. Very passionate. Thank you so much. Donald in Rustenburg. Final call of this evening. Aisha in Uppington. I understand there are also those, because I'm looking at the Twitter feed, I beg your pardon, but our number is 0891104207. I also understand there are those who are trying to call that number and are being put straight through to voice message. I don't know, unfortunately, what is going on because I don't have control of this acoustics. All I can say is that is our number and we try and answer all the calls that, well, we answer all the calls that come through. We don't necessarily put all of them on air for want of many things, not least because people are probably not responding to the topic at hand. But if you are interested and Aisha does finish in good time, I will most happily take one more caller 0891-104-207 that's the number migration all things migration come on put south africans first come guys i want to hear your thoughts please i appreciate you trying aisha and uppington your thoughts good evening sangeza and good evening to the listeners um my position on this is that we definitely need to close the borders and to answer kgm If he is from the Kalahari Transfrontier Park, and if he has family stretching across South Africa, Namibia, and Botswana, it shouldn't be a problem for him because he has access to, to the park and our family members can travel freely across these three countries and meet inside of the park. Furthermore, there is legislation in this country which our current government is not implementing to protect the South African citizens. Hmm? Um, people should, should be coming here with scarce skills. People should be coming here to be to help all South Africa. Not to drain the country like they currently are, flooding our hospitals, our schools. So, so no, they must close the borders. Let's Thank close you. the borders. Thoughts of Aisha yes. in Uppington. Let's go to Mbombela in Mbumalanga. Nathan, good evening. Nathan is unfortunately not available. So let me just read a couple of comments. There are some very frustrated people here. Tsepo Kaiser, you have foreigners sitting in the control room. That's why we can't get through. My goodness. Yo, this is hard to swallow. All of my team are South Africans. Lesejo, Kanya, and Brafinius. Foreigners seem to be getting through easily. I have more than 10 patriotic South Africans who have been trying to call in, and none of them are getting through. That's a response to my tweet, which I can only give as 0891-104-207. Please try again, sir and madam. That's the number that we have. But for those who have also sought to engage... This Tembis on Dombela, our borders are places of mass corruption and criminal activities. Botswana border is very strict and efficient. The border between Mzanzi and Mozambique is a banana republic. I don't know if we have one more caller, but I just do want to round up and say that this would have been a conversation in the context of this. And I'm just going to quote what would have predicated this conversation on. We're in conversation with Otilia and I'm 
Maunganidze, Head of Special Projects in the Office of the Executive Director at the Institute for Security Studies. She co-authored an article that speaks to the new Border Management Authority Act, which is meant to improve efficiencies by providing a single authority to oversee all aspects of the border environment. Until recently, managing South Africa's borders was the task of at least seven different government departments working at land, air and sea ports of entry. This proved taxing, particularly as movement in and out of South Africa continues to rise. Of course, in principle, the idea of a more streamlined border management that reduces corruption, prevents illicit trafficking and facilitates movement of people and goods is always welcome. Of course, the authority alone won't resolve all of these issues. So what we were seeking from Atelier was for her to highlight there are numerous accounts of abuse and corruption by department officials and this culture is somewhat not about to end soon. In fact, it might even be argued that it will probably be extended by the single authority. Given what South African, let me say, state-owned entities and some authorities have been seriously compromised or are now subject of the Zondo Commission and some of the arguments that are being put through there. Now, this would have been the conversation. Unfortunately, it didn't happen because Ottilia ultimately did not know about this interview. She has messaged me on Twitter as well to confirm all of that. So none of what has been in discussion for the last 30 minutes has in any way been scripted. It has just been those who have been able to come through. Final comments then from you, Gail, because this is, I suppose this is as good an account of live radio there is. You get a perfect interview because your guest is ready there and you talk about what you want to talk about. And then sometimes you have to wing it for half an hour because your most critical <laughs> resource, your your guest, is not available. Final comments for you because we have to be out in a minute. Sangeza, it's been absolutely lovely. Thank you very much. I think as South Africans, we should stand as one. We should challenge government for all the corruption. The gravy train is taking on too many more luxury coaches. But we also need to accept. And while we can learn from people, the people coming into our country need to be documented. They can teach us, we can teach them, and we can learn and and grow. Excellent. Appreciate that. Thank you then so much, Gail Johnson. I understand who Simpiwe in Pretoria is on the line. Simpiwe, are you still there? I really don't want to keep anybody out of this conversation, and I'll even take the blame for that. Simpiwe, good evening. Simpiwe, it doesn't seem he's on the line. Well then, folks, um, yeah, I dangled a carrot and I couldn't even get it myself. I beg your pardon for that. We can certainly say this. As I said last night, this conversation is not about to end. We will have it. We will have all the voices who have perspectives and views and thoughts on this. The march that is taking place on the 29th of March, we will give it air. We will give it the necessary respect. We will get those voices. Certainly, if you just peruse through my Twitter feed and that of the SAFM viewpoint, in particular of the last 24 hours, those sentiments are not ignored. Mark my words. They are not ignored. I've read every single message that has come through, and this was part. Of, this would have been part of that conversation to start things as we head towards the end of the month. Imitlai Pelang, the conversation does continue, as does the show must go on. Good night, everybody.